following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, now sponsored by AkaiCon, August 7th through 9th at the Cool Springs Convention Center in the Franklin Marriott Hotel. Go to akaicon.com now for more information and how you can get tickets. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me today, we have... Hey, Samurai Derail Maddox. And... Your esteemed announcer, Jim Nelson. And... Jen, a.k.a. Tarzana. Paul will not be joining us because he is not feeling well. And because of that, we we regret to say that he has all the access to the Indiegogo stuff, so uh, I can remember a few people off the top of my head, but because we want to give credit to everyone at the same time, I'm not going to do that this week. So, (laughs) sorry about that. I I imagine some of you were looking forward to it. (laughs) It's okay. You can listen to me get drunk tonight. Hey, we have other stuff for you to get to look forward to. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Jen's sweat t-shirt contest. I was thinking I was thinking more of the Erica Mendez interview, which you can check out as a Toonami Faithful exclusive. That's right. That should be up before this episode. And yeah. by the and by the way, possibly my in the top three of my actually it's not possibly, it is in the top three of interviews I've done. Uh the other ones would be uh well that I've appeared in. The other ones would be um in the combination interview with Ian Sinclair and Joel McDonald, and of course Monica Rial. Lucky bastard! <laughs> I came out uh, mostly because um, I had never been on a roll with off-the-cuff questions like that before. Yeah. Seriously, like nine, like a bunch of the questions I asked were completely off the cuff. It's a very interesting interview. I think we had a yes. lot of fun with her. <laughs> <laughs> and we certainly had fun? a lot of fun. We certainly had a lot of fun with Erica, especially that little uh, goodie we have for you at some point in that. Mm, yes, something else to look forward to. Or perhaps yes. you've already heard it. I wasn't there, so I don't know. So don't spoil it for me. <laughs> I, oh, no, spoilers. We are going to be considerate for all parties involved because we're good people like that. I swear. I don't see why y'all don't be it for everybody, man. I'm a jerk like that. I would have ruined it. <laughs> oh, let me just I just love my fans like that. <laughs> no, these fans oh, my, no, not my fans. I know, Jim, it sounds fans. like somebody needs to finish him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? The new Mortal Kombat comes out soon, and I hope Tsunami finishes him by reviewing it. Hmm. They don't review too many fighting games, do they? No, not really, but but Mortal Kombat sounds like something that uh, Jason and um, Gil would take a liking to. Perhaps. I'd like to think, anyway. I can't judge that based off of what they said were some of their favorite games in pre-flight. Yeah, touche. Oh, no, some, for some reason, I just kind of see Clint Paul and the Fatality in here and Flawless Victory out there. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless Victory. <laughs> what? Uh, Just a thousand oh. swords. <laughs> Paul's away, and the rest will play. Yeah, exactly. 
Yes, it was very interesting for me to uh, edit last week's episode that I was not on. I love you, Sketch. <laughs> we, we should have Colt hey, on for recaps more often. He's quite amusing in recaps. <laughs> yeah, it was, yes. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, especially when you hold um, bananas in front of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. <sighs> I think I need to do more visuals, though. I didn't even realize that we had a barrel of monkeys last time. We had monkey nuts and the data monkey. The monkey. Yep. Yeah. I know, man. That should be the name of the uh, sh- of the episode, Barrel of Monkeys. Oh, signifying. That wasn't the name of the episode because you all wanted Fifty Shades of Inuyasha. That was Paul's. <laughs> I just made a reference to Fifty Shades of Grey. Paul went there with that. Yeah, he just ran with it. He was like, this is what it's going to be called. I was going to refuse that had I included the celebration of Toonami's 18 years in it. But since I didn't include that in it, I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Call yeah, it what you want. Yeah, people seem to like that commentary, but. Let's get into the show. Yeah. Yeah. We got a, wasted a good amount got of time. A big show here because as it was the last episode of Gurren Lagan, we wanted to pay tribute to it for a little bit. But we also have our usual recaps and the usual news and what have you. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, one first little bit of news. Uh, hit the panic button. They're going to pull one piece's encore slot if people don't watch it so yeah, please so tune in at 8 30 p.m this week please what did we tell you what did we tell you if this is one piece's last chance at the big time if you're not gonna watch it then you know be prepared to have one piece in hell in uh whatchamacallit um scheduling purgatory. hell yeah he's scheduling purgatory and potentially at risk to get knocked off the schedule entirely Ooh, I wouldn't go quite that far, but yeah, it's a possibility. Look here. You know what happened, people, when you don't do right now. Don't make me go and get the belt. It's like, don't don't give up on this great thing that we have suddenly. I've been watching. I've been no, watching I've the been same good. episode twice. I don't even care. <laughs> you can always find new things when you watch it the second time. That's right. So watch it. Exactly. Tweet it. Tell people to watch it. Probably only got one more chance at this. They're already planning to take it off the week after next Saturday. But who knows? If it does well enough, they may go back on that decision. Because the schedule's really volatile lately. So mm-hmm. yeah, it could go either way. It, it's not too late. But please watch One Piece this Saturday at 8.30. It's a good episode. Exactly. Very entertaining. Dude. Don't kill my friggin' happiness here. I get to see Tata's twice over, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was the Nami and Khalifa fight. Oh, yeah, man. I was like, those fishnets, man. Not to mention Monster Chopper wrecking Kumadori. I know. Mm-hmm. The bastard turned that into was Uzura. Awesome. See how far he threw him? That was crazy. Threw him like a friggin' Hail Mary pass. <laughs> <laughs> Full of grace. Exactly. Blessed are, the, <laughs> blessed are thee among uh, uh, straw hats. <laughs> so please, please watch One Piece. I am begging you. I don't want it to. We go. are on our hands and knees at this point. <laughs> please. All right, that's enough panhandling. Onwards <laughs> to the Kill a Kill episode recap. 
Kill a Kill, Episode 7, A Loser I Can't Hate. After another rousing family dinner with the Mankanchuks, Ryuko confesses to Sinkets that she has never been able to have family dinners like that before and that she really enjoys them. This touching moment is, of course, interrupted by the Mankanchuk men peeking in on her as she strips to take a bath. The next day at school, Ryuko's lunch is interrupted by the presidents of more clubs. Apparently, clubs are dividing into smaller clubs because any club that defeats Ryuko will be upgraded to three-star level, and uh, that gets them a wonderful life of luxury in this system that Lady Satsuki has set up. Ryuko takes it upon herself to start up a fight club, and Lady Satsuki allows it, but Ryuko realizes being president is way, way more work than she wanted to deal with, so she passes it off to Mako. Ryuko thought that she would be able to give the Mon Kanshuks a better life by entering the system. It doesn't take long before they reach star status and have a nice house and can afford food with regular meat in it. <laughs> as the Fight Club keeps winning, greed overcomes the family and they drift apart, while Mako thinks that maintaining their status is what will keep the family happy. The Elite Four have become very distraught by the Fight Club's progress, and Inamuta asks Satsuki why she approved of the Fight Club in the first place. Satsuki's thinking that by allowing them to enter the system, they will either destroy it or be swallowed up by it. She's, of course, betting on them being swallowed up. Ryuko starts longing for those family dinners, so she quits the Fight Club, and Satsuki gives Mako a two-star Goku uniform, commanding her to defeat Ryuko if she wants to keep their status. Ryuko tries to reason with Mako while the Mankanshuk family's looking on, asking for blood. Ryuko <laughs> powers down, allowing Mako to hit her without resistance. Before landing the final blow, Mako breaks down, saying that she won't finish off her friend. Ryuko declares to Satsuki that humans are not as weak to greed as she thinks they are, and Mako disbands the fight club. The Mankanshuks then proceed to beg for Ryuko's forgiveness, as that is usually what they do. Soon after, mm -hmm. Ryuko and the family are back to having their festive family dinners. <laughs> this was a good episode. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes, it was. Also, Fight Club last... Mako, Fight Club Mako, there are no arguments to be had. There will not be any arguments. <laughs> the first rule about Fight Club Mako is you don't talk about Fight Club Mako. No, you just comment on how cute she is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, because she is stacked, dude. Mm-hmm. Booty like bro, wreck like yes, loud. I love the message of family in this episode. Oh, I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it seems like every single time you've got something there, it's, you know, it's like, oh my goodness gravy. It's like, there is a message in all of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People often say Lost that Kill a Kill is just flash and no substance, but pretty much every episode Lies. has some level of substance to it. You just gotta look for it. Sometimes exactly. it's easier to right. find than other times, but come on, this uh, one's pretty obvious. Yeah, they yeah. showed that Mako was a back alley thug girl who pounded shit out of her best friend because she got greedy. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoop that trick, get him, whoop that trick, get him. Exactly. That is the lesson of the story. I'm talking about that was a female Jotaro, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jotaro. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people were thinking that, actually. 
Frank Fullmetal writes in, Love this Kill a Kill episode. Mako and her family go through such a character arc. Mako's outfit is Jotaro Kujo's from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Now, very true. It is, but Jotaro's outfit is really more of an homage to the the thug look of young Japanese hooligans. Yeah, the Yankee, you know? Yeah, yeah. kind of like, I guess you could say kind of like the little Buzakan guys. Yeah. It's an iconic look that isn't only in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and did not originate in it, but obviously people are going to make that comparison. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, the reason why I made on, the reference. JoJo is on a lot of people's minds right now. Oh, so. yes, it certainly they is. They got JoJo on the mind. <laughs> so on that click, Allison writes in, the sad feeling when Mako in a jacket is the closest thing to JoJo on Toonami. Also, <laughs> I'd kill Ryuko for a three-star uniform. Yes, we know you would, Allison. You really need to do something about ruthless you. Like that. She is downright ruthless. Yep. Jen, you need to do something about your damn intern. She's I know. <laughs> my intern. <laughs> hey, we ain't gonna even talk about what I do to my intern, so. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them in your basement, of course. Yeah, that reminds me, I still gotta go and feed them. Thanks, Sketch. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not that cruel. Happy to be a reminder. I mean, if if I didn't remind him, they would starve. Really would. <laughs> Mike Jin X89 writes in, Fight Club Mako will probably be the closest Tsunami gets to airing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for a while. Hopefully not for, for a while. <laughs> yes. I will always yes. hope. You can't you can't take away my hope. <laughs> exactly. Andy Yoho writes in, Mako was rocking the Jotaro Kujo look this week. All we were missing was the infinite Orararaara barrage. Yeah, I think that somebody could probably make that happen. Yeah. Lord Terminal writes in, so how many Kill a Kill JoJo mashups is this episode going to make now? Well, it certainly has been discussed enough. Yes. Not enough, I say. <laughs> and the other thing that people couldn't get out of their heads on this one was the obligatory Fight Club references. So Jafis oh, N. Craig writes in, first rule of Fight Club is get naked. Second rule of Fight Club is yeah. get naked. Woo! I would have said the second Woo-hoo! rule is there are no other rules. But no, Austin Guest disagrees. He says the first rule of Mako Fight Club, there is no club. Thanks for coming. <laughs> 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 that's and, actually pretty glad yeah. and DBC we 9 says to be honest if Mako and Brad Pitt's Fight Club characters swapped universes I'd be rolf- rolling on the floor <laughs> laughing my ass off ah uh, yes the thing is though Tyler would really fuck that universe up though <laughs> because I'm pretty sure he'd be pimping uh, Sasuke at some point uh oh oh Mr. Durrell sent him to talk back Mako showed us that she really was from the back alley with that ass whoopings that she laid on Ryuko. <laughs> hey, it's the truth, man. I'm, I saw wrenches, screwdrivers, but man, that freaking brass knuckle with oh, Mako brass knuckle. I'm sure it was a brass knuckle. It looked gold. That it was, was. That was funny. I mean, it was like something and I've seen from Mako something on it. Exactly. She had those spikes on the bottom of her sandals. Oh, yeah. She was rocking those Gita, man. That outfit is so cool. It is. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> now it's a fight club. 
I ain't gonna lie though, man. She was she was really throwing down some blows though. Oh, I'm yeah. serious. In a fight, <laughs> dude, she I would fight. <laughs> exactly. I would want Mako on my side, dude, in a fight. I think that also basically implies that drink. Drink. <laughs> it implies drink. that pretty much anybody in one of those outfits is gonna be a decent enough fighter. Yeah, more or less. Because Mako without it, she can't fight. <laughs> Or at nah, least she's she never shown fighting. I don't know, dude. I hate to see what happened if I had a dang on Goku uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of drinking games, Cody GGPR writes in, drinking game for next episode, drink every time Darrell brings up Mako's sweet booty. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Love the booty. Everybody ready to drink? May God have mercy on your kidneys and your liver. Espirito Santo, Santiamen. <laughs> Andrew Kaiko writes in, This is what money has done to us. What are we? I had to read that dramatically. Well, we sure as hell ain't broke and we ain't eating mystery meat. You know, I think it's a shame that if they had just dialed it back a little, if they had just stayed on the basic level then at least they wouldn't be at poverty anymore. <laughs> uh, but I guess that wouldn't fully teach the lesson now, would it? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. And everybody's happy in the slums, whatever. <laughs> you got the most freedom in the slums, to be honest with you, though. Oh, that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Think about it, you can literally rob somebody and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Benjamin Pajon writes in, great episode of Kill a Kill, even though I could tell where the story was going. Kind of sucks that Mako lost her uniform. Yeah, kind of yeah. sucks. It's okay. We still get to see panty shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some folks were, yeah. must have been happy when Mako ripped off her clothes. Oh, I was. I was. <laughs> I was. Dude. I was happy when Miss Mon Gunshuk did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like some other. Not nothing like seeing a meal. Dude, mm. Miss Mon Conchuk is stacked. Yes, she is. <laughs> this is undisputably true. Hey, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Flatch writes in, Fight Club Mako is all that you'll ever need. I'm kind of sad I wasn't able to avenge her. You'll be okay. Why would why would you avenge her? I don't whatever. He he's probably drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Mark King writes in. You know what I'm about to say. All of you are thinking it right now. Mako is best character. Drops Mike. Thank you, Kanye. Damn right. Blue Alexander writes in, Mako is the best. The best. The best. We should all <laughs> bow to her greatness. I ain't gonna go that far. <laughs> I'd do it. But you'd bow to the tatas. Oh, yeah, man, and the booty. Dude, that is an onion booty that will make you cry. <laughs> Best kind. Oh, of course. I'm tearing up already. <laughs> I'm sorry, my eyes are just sweating. That might be my allergies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just eye sweat, man. I'm having a bad reaction to when I went over to my friend's house yesterday. His cat sat on my lap and threw up. Ew. Ever had a cat throw up on you? That is an experience. Nope. Yeah, it happened. I start once. hearing the noise. I'm like, wait a minute. And he's like, dude, she's going to throw up on you. 
Like, no, get off. Oh, I had a dog. <laughs> I think the closest I got to that was a dog laughing at me because I tried his damn dog food. Oh, gross. Ew. Yeah, he was my best friend at the time. Damn you, Fluffy. <laughs> you know something's wrong when all of the boys wouldn't peek in on Ryuko anymore. She's like, oh, that's it. That's the last straw. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I must like punch it. something. <laughs> I will continue to peek on her despite the consequences. Full Metal Shield writes in, Great episode of Kill a Kill. Family values were on full display. Mako should have kept her Goku uniform for a later episode. Yeah, she should have. Phantom writes in, I have a feeling that things are going to get much more entertaining from here on out in Kill a Kill. Yes, they will. Oh, you haven't seen the half of it yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that, that one scene that just probably will be edited out. But, you know... Oh. Speaking of scenes that were edited out, apparently they, uh, probably because they they didn't play the credits where they should have, they're supposed to play the credits over that final scene where they're hanging out as a family again. That's when the credits originally aired. So they included their custom credit, their short version of the ending sequence instead, which meant they didn't include the after credit scene, which isn't super important because it's fairly self-explanatory in the next episode but uh lady satsuki says that she's going to reassess the entire student body by having the naturals selection and that is a great big full school-wide event where people are going to beat the crap out of each other to claim their status so she's going to use ryuko to cull the herd a little bit in her now, kind of like what we do with our interns. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we called them a little too much because they don't seem to stick around. It's okay. <laughs> we always get new ones. For some odd reason, I just attract people to us. That is true. This is the part where I give the disclaimer there are no actual intern positions of Genomi Faithful Duck Out. <laughs> And no interns would hurt. But we Badly. wouldn't mind some more writing staff, so please email me at sketch at tunamifaithful.com. And send us a sample. Yeah, gotta send a sample. A DNA sample. <laughs> or an alcohol sample. We gotta find out if you are the father. <laughs> nope, I wore a condom. This is the part where I wonder once again if uh, people in the slums of Kill a Kill have stuff like contraceptives. I told you what it was. They need to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> that he did. And we have one more talk back. This one from Tarzana. Without family, oh. you are poor no matter how rich you think you are. Mako and her family found that out. Bravo. Bravo, Jen. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. That is the underlying story of the episode, and I think it's a very good episode for that. Not to mention the crazy fight between Ryuko and Mako. Really fantastic you know, episode. Exactly. You know what happened when you pull that Jefferson move and move up to the Upper East Side? <laughs> <laughs> I got a piece of that pie. It was really more like the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> you know you. Anybody else have any thoughts? I think uh, well, everything was said. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think that's fair. Said. All right. 
then let us move on to the Inuyasha the Final Act recap. Inuyasha Final Act, Episode 15, True Air. Not that false air, that stuff's over in Los Angeles. We call it smog. <laughs> we got some of that over in Tacoma, too. Yeah. Well, it's not smog. Specific jokes. <laughs> it's not smog, it's smug. Mm, uh, we yes. Got, we got a little bit in Birmingham, but not a whole lot. Oh, no. Now this the smug levels rise when uh when uh the Crimson Tide win. Yes. <laughs> Roll tide. The smug levels are variable depending on whether you're in uh Tuscaloosa or wherever the hell Auburn is. It's actually in Auburn. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's an Auburn in Washington, too. Oh, Auburn, Washington. Sweet. Go figure. It's a small world after all. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> In the aftermath of the previous episode, Sashomaru challenges Inuyasha using a shard from Kana's mirror to absorb the power of the Tetsaga into the Tensaga. Byakuya transports them away to fight without interference, because, you know, everybody meddles in their affairs. And the half-brothers go at it. Sashomaru's desire is for Inuyasha to prove once and for all that he is the rightful heir to the Tetsaga. While Naraku, who, of course, provided the shard, is hoping for the two of them to destroy each other. Totosai appears, giving the others a way to watch the battle, and they can see that Inuyasha has summoned his demon power in order to level the playing field. Because the Tetsaga has had a lot of its power drained from the Tetsaga using the mirror technique. Inuyasha succeeds in taking back some of the power of the Tetsaga, but Shishomaru uses a Meido Zengetsuha, banishing Inuyasha and both swords into the underworld. Naraku uses the mirror shards on the sword to take control of Tensaiga and attack Inuyasha with adamant barrage, enhanced by his miasma. Totosai says that the only way Inuyasha will survive is for him to understand the will of the Tetsaga. Shishomaru enters the Meido, to reclaim Tensaga and breaks the sword upon Tetsaga, transferring the Meido Zengetsuha into the Tetsaga. As the half brothers drift further on the path into the underworld, Sashomaru tells Inuyasha that he must find a way to return to the land of the living. Inuyasha notices a small light in the distance and cuts a path back to the land of the living. He later realizes it was Tensaga that guided them back. Tensaiga returned with them, but Shishomaru intends to abandon it because it can only heal now. Inuyasha expresses concern to Totosai about Shishomaru, but Totosai tells him that Shishomaru is close to obtaining a powerful weapon that he didn't inherit from his father, and that Inuyasha should really be focusing on learning his new Tetsaiga, which is big and black. <laughs> Get the crane! Get the crane! <laughs> gonna need a crane for that sword yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it's bye, also bye, like bye. it's it's not just black it's like space his sword looks like space <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like he has a piece of the universe yes it's the universe sword space space why don't I go to space 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know he probably learned that skill from Ichigo anyway though 
Mm-hmm. Man, it's nice to finally see this get wrapped up. Man, it's been going for so long. <laughs> Tired of Shishomaru and Inuyasha's feud over the swords. Dang on yeah. sibling rhyme. No, it's my sword. No, it's my sword. Mm-hmm. You're only a half demon. It's interesting to see Shishomaru finally be like, all right, I admit it. Dad was right. I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> You're going to have to like I don't care. Pretty much. <laughs> like, seriously, like, Dad was right and Mom's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Sums it up. Mm-hmm. I know. Just a family of dogs. Oh, really good fight episode of Inuyasha. Uh, of course, Naraku does his uh, annoying meddling, as he always does. But it was yeah. a good fight between uh, Inuyasha and Shishomaru. Naraku interferes more than the NWO. Hey! <laughs> That's a wrestling joke, kids. <laughs> okay, and I know if just I about muster, enough about wrestling to, uh, to know that, they're the, that the NWO is a federation. <laughs> uh, close <clears throat> enough. Uh-oh! <laughs> Actually... <laughs> It's an organization. Whatever. <laughs> Let's get to the talkbacks. Inuyasha-san87 writes in, This episode's one of my favorites. The brothers battle again, and Inuyasha acquires the Black Tetsaga. Yes, it is big and black. <laughs> Lord Terminal writes in, And I thought ep- the episode from two weeks ago was a big dick-waving contest. <laughs> Obviously you haven't seen mine. <laughs> crane. crane time use the crane style <laughs> there's a Naruto reference <laughs> Austin Guest writes in Shishomaru finally realized the curtain is falling so basically just said F it <laughs> yeah I'm with him on that one <clears throat> you can only fight the tide for so long <laughs> Frank Fullmetal writes in, Inuyasha is really hitting its stride. Good pacing, and I like how they developed Inuyasha and Sashomaru's relationship. Yes, after all, Sashomaru actually did show like some big brother concern for once. Yeah, that is surprising. Rashonda Spears writes in, Sashomaru is still going through character development of his own. It's going to be awesome when he gets his new sword. You have to quit bitching and crying about the old one he lost. <laughs> I don't want my sword. It's not what... It's my sword. I don't want it anymore. It's not the story. It's <laughs> Robert Fitz writes in, Inuyasha and Shishomaru fought twice in the original, though I'm glad to see the conclusion to their feud over the Ten Saga. Or the Tet Saga. Or whatever. <laughs> whatever the fuck He is. wrote Ten Saga, but it... It should be Tess Saga. <laughs> Just say Saga and we be through with it. Saga. Tom Saga. Shishomaru yes. was all like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go get the Tom Saga. <laughs> that That's exactly what's going to happen. Just wait yeah. and see. <laughs> Tom Saga, the most powerful sword in the universe. Exactly. The Capable power of absolution. broadcasting tsunami. <laughs> He just like he does the Mados and Getsuha, and instead of being a path to the underworld, it's just a screen with tsunami. <laughs> I'd like that. 
Keikaku Cat writes in, I don't know, guys. I'd accept a sword that heals people. Seems cool. I'd get in a lot less trouble with it. Yeah. <laughs> Until no, you start that's... making zombies. <laughs> yeah. No, I just charge people. You want to be healed? <laughs> Fork over your cash. Hey, you got and a broken I'm... leg? <laughs> exactly. Rich people? Oh, dude. <laughs> it's a wit. <laughs> Terminal disease? How much money you got? But can it heal impotence? Nope. <laughs> Dude, if Viagra and Geritol can't fix that, you just screwed. <laughs> Try Ten Saga. <laughs> Side effects may include vampirism, zombieism, and generally being undead. <laughs> I was hoping somebody would do a side effect. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Andrew Kaiko writes in, Inuyasha's friends are all watching the action on the TV like, slow down, your pace is too fast. No, I like the pacing. It's mellowed out. Now. I know, yeah. I, know I, I went against saying that I would never read something about the pace again, but this, this in particular is like, the characters on Inuyasha are watching the fight and it's like, whoa, this fight's going too fast, guys. <laughs> Hey, look here. I would take this fight over a DBZ fight any day. <laughs> you know what I mean. Vegeta got sat on by a big monkey. <laughs> <laughs> monkey in the middle. <laughs> Allison writes in, People complained the show's too fast. Now they complain that it's too slow. Meanwhile, I'm staring at Inuyasha's ears. The guy, Allison, does have a thing for the furries. <laughs> remember the first time Kakome sees Inuyasha it's just like I want to touch him yeah. <laughs> 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 oh well now I got that out of my system <laughs> and Tarzana submitted a talk back Byakuya got raped in the eye by Naraku ew yeah. yeah, that was unpleasant. Uh, yeah, necrophilia at his best. <laughs> I was like, you can see through that tentacle? Yes, and it's quite clear. <laughs> yeah. Just clean the residue out when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little slimy in here now. <laughs> Guess you could say he was fucking with his vision, literally. Oh! <laughs> Uh, there it boy. is that's a good enough good night everybody <laughs> we're done so, yep shows a success just stop it here can't top that probably I'll try next week mm-hmm. <laughs> moving on to the other things that happened this week on Toonami we got a Sword Art Online 2 promo which was really good yes it was yeah it was it was really good so pretty i like the use of kirito's narration and the the discussion of death gun (laughs) really really good i felt like maybe the some of the music choices were were fine but other ones kind of seemed off to me but overall I, i still thought it was both much better than their original sword art promo which was still very good and also one of their better promos lately well, let me put it this way. Um, there's a lot of people already, you know, going, eh, 
stuff like that. I'm just thinking to myself, you know what? I'm trying. I'm gonna try and go into this with an open mind. I mean, some, but you know, maybe they learned their lesson. <laughs> oh, I feel they did. There's, I'm not there's holding no out sluts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no uh, hentai slugs. <laughs> no hentai slugs. They kind of they kind of flip the the uh, exploitation on its head a little bit because of Kirito having a feminine avatar. Yeah. <laughs> An androgynous looking friggin' character. Well, you know how, uh, well, you know how it is. There are no girls on the internet. So <laughs> <laughs> like in the first sword art online, <laughs> those two exactly. characters, one of them was skinny and the other was a girl. <laughs> They're yeah. both a bunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just love how you yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, anyway, we still be so... friends, whatever. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's good. But I felt they did a, a very good job of amping up for this upcoming storyline, which only covers the first half of the season. So bear mm-hmm. in mind. There is another story. There's actually two other stories. There's a very short story between two longer ones. But this first one is all about going into Gun Gale online and looking for Death Gun, this person who mm-hmm. is allegedly able to murder people through the game. And they're sending in Kirito because he has experience dealing with murderers in games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. No, why trigger his PTSD like that? Oh, wait, yeah, he doesn't have PTSD. He's trying... <laughs> no, he does. Hmm. He legitimately does. Yeah. And that is that is part of the storyline. Well, you wouldn't have known it going by uh, what happened in Fairy Dance. That's my thing. Oh, well, that's true. But he was very much focused on saving Asuna no matter what it took. The power of boners overcomes PTSD. Mm, yes, indeed. they do. <laughs> but now that he's had a little time back in the real world, and he's like, okay, I'm back in the swing of things, you know. The government's all like, all right, we need you to go in and take care of this. It's like, no, man, government. I thought I got out, <laughs> but they pulled me back in. Just as soon as I'm out, just as soon as I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Just make sure Kirito never gets to be two weeks from retirement. <laughs> they'll flag all day long uh, Sarge we ain't gonna make it but hey the money was nice though Yeah. hey I ain't gonna lie man money does talking bullshit walks for the right price I'll go back yeah, apparently in Sword Art Online they have uh, professional players of these games that do get money oh so it's like Starcraft yeah kind of like that only a shooter <laughs> I don't think these people are quite as obsessed as StarCraft players. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> yes, oh send him into a StarCraft game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be eaten alive. No, just let me do the real world thing. At least I have a better chance of surviving. Yeah, yeah. well, let me put it this way. Um, I've been trying to... I've been watching uh, Dot Hack Sign uh, recently. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, to really compare the two. And I can definitely say that to anybody who says that, you know, sword art is like uh, dot hack. No, because <laughs> no. dot. No, not at all. If you no. see no. if no. Well, if you've actually seen 
dot hack sign there is almost there's little to no resemblance aside from the setup which dot hack did first and did better Ah, yes. ah. No, the novel for Sword Art actually predates Dot Hack Sign. Really? Mm-hmm. Legit? And there's my actually back at you, sir. Ah. <laughs> Even, uh, I was surprised by that I too, still considering this... how long it took them to get the yeah get oh. the uh, anime series rolling out there. Yeah, but, normally yeah, that stuff apparently gets, normally that stuff gets pounced on like right away. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's it's been a long running series in light novel form. So uh, I don't know. Maybe they felt like it either was in a spike of popularity as a light novel or they felt like it could get a spike of popularity. If yeah, the strangest things get picked up years later, like Parasite. Parasite was a manga back yeah. in the 90s and now it's finally really? getting an anime and a movie. Huh. And, and it's Sentai doing pretty well. It. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, which, you know... And you're hey, going to go try to audition for it. Yeah, exactly. Damn right, you better. Yeah. Don't, don't make me get the gun, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> you know you live in Texas, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, let's get into the talkbacks. <laughs> JP Reckless writes in, SAO2 is like WWE. No matter how many people bash it, they're still going to watch. It's all because they don't know better stuff is out there, <laughs> or they don't look. <laughs> then what's uh, then what's New Japan Pro? What series would be New Japan Pro Wrestling? One Piece. <laughs> best stuff out there right that best stuff out there right now, and nobody's watching it. Ooh, true that. <laughs> Andrew Kaiko writes in. Well, at least Gohan lifted the rock faster than that one in Attack on Titan. <laughs> oh, <burn. laughs> Burn. <laughs> yeah. Inuyasha-san87 writes in, This episode was where Chopper goes on a rampage and bath time fun with Khalifa and Nami. Is is bad I feel dirty? Well, you should feel clean. No, should feel you should feel clean. squeaky clean. If you feel dirty, that, means you... that is the stupidest logic to powers. It cleans everything, including strength. So it's a strength how cleaner. Clean, how does you clean one strength, though? That's what I want to know. Using kaboom! <laughs> it's a high strength cleaner. That shit doesn't work. And it's not like Nami's that physically strong as it is. It is. I mean, she's, I know. she's got... You know, she, she's, she's pretty decent for a normal human being. <laughs> but she's not even that incredibly athletic she can run pretty fast so that's, and not that's, to mention she runs in stripper heels man yeah <laughs> this is horribly that's hard to do you sound like you have experience with that jennifer <laughs> a little maybe oh <laughs> do tell <laughs> another time another time mm. another oh, time another podcast <laughs> Lord Terminal writes in, What a week of Toonami tonight. Giant reindeer monsters, giant ape monsters, and the biggest giant robot in history. Fucking throws galaxies. Your, uh, sure your, your giant robot pales before Gurren Lagan. <laughs> yes, it does. I think there is maybe a bigger giant robot in fiction, but I don't recall what it is. Space Runaway Ideon? Mm, eh. That might be it. 
I th- I'm thinking, if I had to guess, I'm guessing it would be Ideon. Mm. All right. Frank Full of Metal writes in, the Gurren Lagan finale was epic. The SAO2 promo was really well made. One Piece next episode previews are back. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to last. Not long. I, I hope so, because I always felt like it was really awkward how it just ends because there's no credits. Yeah. <laughs> it's just episode ends, and then you get the Funimation logo, and you're out. So having just that episode preview at the end there kind of makes everything flow nicer. Mm-hmm. Speaking of awkward endings, what was the deal with Dragon Ball Z Kai this week? Right as uh, Krillin was about to stab Vegeta, that's a fine place to leave off, but at the same time, it felt like it just cut off really abruptly. Yeah, I, I yeah, kind of did. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember uh, how that scene flowed the first time I watched that in Kai. So I'm sure somebody <laughs> will chime in at some point. <laughs> Inu writes in, Gurren Lagan had a good run on Toonami. It was a fun time. That SAO2 promo was cool. Looking forward to the dub. Yeah, yeah I feel bad that I missed most of Gurren Lagan during its run. Oh. Go get the paddle skit. <laughs> Hey, I, I to, to be it. completely I was working honest, mornings. Yeah. <laughs> but have you seen Gurren Lagann before? Uh, no. Ooh. Well, a few episodes here and there. Ouch. Uh, it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't have Netflix. I have Hulu. I think it's on Hulu, too. But maybe oh, not good. dubbed. And uh, Jafis and Craig okay. writes in, Dear Japan, thank you for inventing anime. Sweet. Screw you for not supporting Dead Man Wonderland. Sincerely yours, America. Fuck yeah, America. Yes, we uh, depart. <laughs> Dead Man Wonderland is the dearly departed this week as well. Yep, so we get Sword Art and Attack on Titan at 3. Yeah, Attack on Titan moves into that 3 a.m. slot. Sword Art Online moves to 1 a.m. Inuyasha stays at 1.30 and Naruto Shippuden moves to two. Uh, People are not happy about that. No, they're not. But you know where I stand on uh, One Piece. Say it with me now. One Piece deserves better. One Piece yes. deserves better. Like to stay at 8.30, so please watch. Bring yeah, exactly. back. Okily dokily, that is all of those talkbacks. There are some more Gurren Lagan related talkbacks, but the ones that were specifically related to Gurren Lagan's finale and its overall everything, I decided to leave for our Gurren Lagan discussion later. But for now, let's get into the news. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. The ratings for Saturday, March 14th, 2015 are as follows. The 18-49's Dragon Ball Z Kai at Midnight... 753,000. 
Kill a Kill, 522,000. Naruto Shippuden, 508,000. Inuyasha the Final Act, 502,000. Gurren Lagann, 446,000. One Piece, 429,000. And Dead Man Wonderland finished off Tsudami with 463,000. That is a 0.4. Rather impressive, Dead Man. Rather impressive. Yeah, it's just a shame. You know, every single time I watch Dead Man, it's like, we're not getting more episodes. Uh, I feel so bad. There's always the manga. Yeah, I was about to say, read the manga. Cause... I hear the manga is really good and actually uh, ends very nicely. Yes. <laughs> so for comparison's sake, Dead Man pulled in a 0. 0.4. All of the comedies after it got 0. 0.3 in 18 to 49. Heh <laughs> heh. Not that a 0. 0.3 is bad in that time, but... Yeah, but... Give me that Nelson laugh. <laughs> and also, in case folks were curious, uh, it wasn't a super great week for uh, the encores of DBZ Kai and One Piece. They both got mm. 0 0.2 with 18 to 49 in that uh, 8 p.m. hour that week. But, well, uh, March Madness. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. There's a very good excuse True. for that um, because this is the first it was the first round. Really, the whole so, night was down. Yeah. College basketball. People are going to watch it. Exactly. Not me. Because, like, uh, DBZ Kai, it got a 0 0.6, 18 to 49. Family Guy only got a 0 0.8, 49, 18 to 49. That's, that's which very is poor for Family Guy. Yeah, that's poor for Family Guy. But overall, pretty good for Saturday. All right, the total viewer ratings. Dragon Ball Z Kai pulled in 1,354,000. Kill a Kill pulled in 1,006,000. Huh, I think that's the exact number of 18 to 49 DBZ Kai pulled in the week before. And uh, I, I have to make... I have to make a Team 4 star joke mm -hmm. on 1,006. Oh, the scouter's on upside down. <laughs> Naruto Shippuden's total viewer ratings 968,000 Inuyasha the final act 883,000 Gurren Lagann 781,000 One Piece 768,000 and Dead Man Wonderland 796,000 so in both cases in both the 18-49 and the total viewer ratings it looks like Dead Man bested Gurren and One Piece People like their dead man. It's a good show. They yeah, just, sure. you know, <laughs> I I find it. I almost refuse to believe that it was one of the worst selling shows of the year when it came out. I'm like, what? really? They say it was yeah, one of the worst what, selling shows of the year. That that uh, in Japan. In Japan. Oh, in Japan. Oh, oh. No, it did. It did pretty good over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it did pretty well over here. I remember it ranking pretty high on the Amazon list, at least for a time. And as just DVDs, because they couldn't do the Blu-ray right away. Yeah, they uh, got the Blu-ray, I think, last year or something like that. Mm-hmm. I got it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I got to yeah, get the Blu-ray. My, my DVD set was a casualty of my moving sale. So. Mm. Well, reason enough to get the Blu-ray. It's cheap enough now. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Dude, right stuff. Gotta love um, those Funimation sales. 
hell, even Amazon, it's easy to find. Exactly. All right, then, on to the trending. The trends for Saturday and Sunday, March 21st and 22nd, 2015. United States trends, Dragon Soul from DBZ Kai. King Kai from DBZ Kai. Hashtag Kill a Kill. Mako from Kill a Kill. Fight Club Mako from Kill a Kill. <laughs> Hashtag Inuyasha, the final act. Inuyasha. Hashtag Gurren Lagan and Gurren Lagan without the hashtag. Simone from Gurren Lagan. Hashtag One Piece, Chopper, Nami, hashtag Dead Man Wonderland, also during the West Coast airing. Yeah, go West Side. I was watching on the West Side. West Side! And the worldwide trends, King Kai from Dragon Ball Z Kai. And for mobile app tweet counts, we have Mako from Kill a Kill, 25.3 thousand tweets. Simone from Gurren Lagann, 42.6 thousand tweets. And Nami from One Piece, 21.8 thousand tweets. And I can only guess what those tweets were about. <laughs> Big boob, short skirt, and those heels. That's my waifu. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not just some pretty face. Says you. <laughs> this, this is one of the few good fights Nami gets. True. Uh, I forget. In the last episode, did you mention anything about the Dragon Ball Z movie? I don't. Uh, f- uh, Resurrection of F. Yeah. No, I haven't. Um, I think what I might have mentioned the last time I was on is that if it came to the Alamo Draft House in Austin, I would gladly go. And if anybody else is willing to come to Austin, I would uh, be willing to arrange a Toonami Faithful meetup. I'm just going to go ahead and read off Funimation's press release. (laughs) It's the news fans have been waiting for. Funimation Entertainment is proud to announce its distribution of the theatrical home entertainment video on demand and broadcast rights to the upcoming Japanese animated film Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. Not to be confused F. with Preparation H. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F represents the 19th feature film of the Dragon Ball series franchise. Akira Toriyama was directly involved in the film's production, just as he was in the highly successful Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods. The English dub of the new film will be released in theaters across North America in summer of 2015. However, fans of the franchise may not have to wait until summer to get a look at the film. Funimation Entertainment has teamed up with 20th Century Fox and Toei Animation to host a world premiere of Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F in Japanese with English subtitles. That means no dub yet. That comes in the summer. No Sean Schemmel until summer. (laughs) That will be done at the Egyptian Theater in Los Angeles, California on Saturday, April 11th. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can be among the first in the world to see Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. There is a limited amount of tickets to the premiere that will be available to fans and the general public beginning past today. (laughs) (laughs) I said today. When when was this posted? I don't know. The 15th. Yeah, so they're available now. (laughs) (laughs) So go to Funimation.com, read the article... Get your tickets if you're in the Los Angeles area. 
I am sure it would be quite the event to go to. I seem to recall the premiere of Battle of Gods had some interesting people show up. So, yeah, it could be could be a lot of fun if you can make it to it. The dub will not uh, be released until summer. There'll be a summer theatrical run. I'm guessing probably July or August. I'm thinking more August. Possibly. There's there's no word on that quite yet. Battle of Gods was in August, and I believe that was to avoid major competition. Yeah. Well, that was last year, yes? Yeah, that, that was last year. Though yeah, then again, because... in August, Ga- <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy and Ninja Turtles came out. Which yeah, made which those those were the only money. those were the only films that you know meant something to anybody. Yeah, in um, because <laughs> uh, 2014 summer 14 was real weak for uh, blockbuster movies, and summer this year is uh, crazy. Age of yeah, is this year Avengers uh, Age of Ultron? I think it's called. Yeah, Avengers yeah. Age of Ultron. Yep. Uh, you got Ant Man. That's that's a lesser known title, but still yeah. It's another Marvel movie, you know. There's no such thing as a minor Marvel movie at this point. <laughs> Not really, because, you know, you're getting all these comic... You're getting actual comic book fans coming out of the woodwork. Plus, you got Mad yeah. Max. You've got... Oh, what other things are coming out? Uh, the Rail stays sober for a day before the world destroys. <laughs> There's actually a, a movie called Pixels... <laughs> that's coming out that yeah, is a yeah I, saw trailer. I saw a trailer for that yeah it's, it looks it's about stupid. aliens that use <laughs> the visuals from video games from an Amer- from a from an earth time capsule in order to invade the earth so you got space invaders and centipede and pac-man, Pac-Man. and donkey kong <laughs> so it was one of those things that they had to clear a lot of rights for if it wasn't an Adam Sandler movie, I'd actually be a little intrigued. Now I know it's going to suck. <laughs> oh, that, is, that is so cool. He do good. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. My friend thought it was a joke when he saw it on Facebook. He thought it wasn't legit. Yeah. I actually didn't think it was legit either. It was like, you know that early uh, season of... Um, uh, Robot Chicken, where they had uh, you know shoots and lat all the movies based on board games. Hungry, oh Hungry, yeah, Hippos. yeah. Like that. That's that's the vibe I was getting for justice. <laughs> don't don't even joke. You'd watch a Hungry Hungry Hippos movie, indeed. <laughs> Post apocalyptic Hungry Hungry Hippos movie. Yeah, I know. We have to eat hungry- to save the world. What is it about hungry, hungry hippos that just makes the uh, makes it a perfect salute uh, situation for after the bombs fall? <laughs> Damn, An excellent. It's like question. super. It's, you know, it's like the nuclear radiation. Just like in Silver Age comics, just does whatever the hell it wants. So it mutates uh, hungry, hungry hippos, and so they've actually turned and become you know like sentient and actually want to save mankind instead of us destroying them. Which somebody's working on that as we speak, I guarantee you. <laughs> All thing I'm gonna do is just sit there and drink, dude. That's it. I'm sorry. Alcohol just before this a lot becomes the random movie podcast. I think yeah. we should probably move along. Please. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dragon Ball Z movie. We're getting it way sooner than I thought we would. Yeah, well, it uh, rights got cleared faster than they ever did for Battle of Gods. Oh yeah, yeah that there a lot was a that had to fuffle with that, man. 
Well, a lot of that had to do with 20th Century Fox, exactly. too. So. And uh, I bet Funimation's like, no, we can't let that happen again. We need to get this rolled out yep. soon. Gotta and get I, this fast. I yeah, really like, hope that they run uh, Battle of Gods on Toonami this year as promotion for this movie. Exactly. That's nice. yeah, genius thing should. to do. People would watch it. And, oh, know? yeah. No, no doubt about that. Everybody knows how Dragon Ball Z ends. And if you don't at this point, well, quite frankly, you didn't watch the series and you've been living under a rock. So, <laughs> True that. Some DBZ fan you are. Yeah, Grillin <laughs> dies again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Krillin. Uh, yes, you you butt monkey, but you know what? You're still more useful than Yamcha. So that counts for something. Yeah, you know, some people ask me about when are we going to get to a blank part in Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Z Kai. I'm like, oh, like six months. They're like, I thought it was supposed to be faster. It's like, well, if it wasn't Dragon Ball Z Kai, you'd be waiting a year. <laughs> Maybe a year and a half. Maybe two. Yes, Damn, exactly. Besides, the original Dragon Ball's better. <laughs> yes. Most you're, so you agree with me on this, Jen? Like original Dragon Ball, yeah. Original yeah, Dragon Ball is you. way more fun. Yeah. It is. Doesn't take itself so seriously. <laughs> Back in the simpler time, before everybody was an alien. <laughs> before everybody turned into Yeah, before everything became like super serial, you know. <laughs> yes, but we do love our super serial Dragon Ball Z. Don't don't even lie. <laughs> Some do. <laughs> Certainly some do. Well, enough talking about Dragon Ball Z. Because it's time to talk about Gurren Lagan. Yeah, baby. Yes, this is our farewell to Gurren Lagan. Yes, sadly. Is it already? Man, time flies. Yeah. It certainly does. Start up in time what, August? You, yeah, time flies when you're working, you get promoted, then you move halfway across the country, then you catch the last <laughs> five episodes. <laughs> oh, the feels. <laughs> oh. Personally, I feel like Gurren Lagann does an excellent job of flipping the script multiple times throughout the series. You start out, mm -hmm. you got Simone and Kamina. And they're making you think, like, Kamina is the main character. He's the guy driving the story. He's the hero. He's going to save the day and all that. But no, almost immediately, just about seven episodes in, he dies. And... Now, Simone is in the position of he's always been the main character. You just maybe didn't realize it. But throughout all of that time, Kamina was pushing Simone forward. Now, Simone has to deal with the loss of Kamina and everybody else does as well, which makes for an interesting character arc for him where he feels like he's incapable of, of doing the things that his bro tells him that he was capable of doing. Yes, Kamina is really just a really good motivational speaker, even though he doesn't word things as well as a good motivational speaker might. But he wears his heart on his sleeve and he's very opinionated. 
he'd be great on the internet, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Like, he, bu- he busts the chops of those uh, Rossius, uh home hometown where they have that crazy Religious policy. Cult. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that religious cult <laughs> <laughs> on the set of Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> uh, I love making that joke. <laughs> and it's not like, <laughs> you can't send people out into the up there. I mean, it's dangerous up there. <laughs> now, this is ironic seeing as he wanted to go up, up top. But, you know, he considers himself a capable individual and it's it's a lot different for him to be going up there as opposed to having kids being sent up there alone. And I'm like, well, why don't you take these kids? He's like, I don't want to take kids. <laughs> I hate no. kids. Do I look like a babysitter to you? Do I look like their daddy? <laughs> exactly. I don't know you could be. <laughs> Never know. So as the series progresses... And you're introduced to more characters. You have the introduction of Nia, who is apparently one of the daughters of the Spiral King, who is the leader of this uh, faction of the Beastmen, who oversees the Earth and makes sure that it keeps following all the rules that he himself had beat into him through past experience. It really rounds out the cast both the good guys and the bad guys. And you have Simone clashing with his ideals at one point. You come to find out it through story that, that he was a great warrior who tried to fight back against these ideals. But he realizes that he was incapable of doing so. So he kind of gives up. Yeah. Then it became a Futurama head. Yeah, then he head because the rest of his body got destroyed. And there's just crazy, crazy stuff going on with drills in this show. Oh, yeah. The spiral drills. energy. Well, you know what drills and spiral energy actually resort, refers to in the first place. Yeah. There is, there is no small amount of phallic symbols and euphemisms in Gurren Lagan. Exactly. Spiral and they're energy. They're not even mostly from Leron. Well, the thing is, no. the rest of it, the rest of the show is so batshit over the top that you don't question it. And that's awesome. Exactly. Exactly. It's the one show that I noticed, like, when you started off, the Beastman really started off as the, you know, the, the antagonist. But in the end, you know, they team up with the humans and actually become protagonists themselves. And, you know, you find out that the anti-spirals were these emo dicks who decided to stop evolving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wanted to surprise everybody because, oh, no, we're going to destroy the universe if we keep evolving. Shit yeah, happens. That's the other thing that they flipped the script because Simone's thinking that he's on the righteous side, putting the, uh, the Beastmen out of power. But it turns out that what the Beastmen were trying to do, though maybe not as effectively as one might hope, they were suppressing humanity because they had to make sure that not a certain amount of people were born into the world. Otherwise the anti-spiral would be activated. It was 1 million. Yeah, it was 1 million and 1 million naked apes. 
<laughs> and yes, they were naked apes. You think maybe he could have been a little bit less vague about all that stuff back then? <laughs> like, gee, Lord Genome, thanks for uh, not really making that clear and speaking in riddles, you <laughs> jerk. Because well, years later, way. we flash forward and <laughs> suddenly they've gone from the Flintstones to the Jetsons. And <laughs> now they've activated the anti-spiral because, well, uh, they tried to make humanity prosperous and they got too prosperous. And suddenly Simone realizes, oh man, I've made a horrible mistake. Yep, then one of your comrades set you up as a scapegoat. Yeah, enemies become friends, friends become enemies. Become enemies. And then uh, you also get uh, the Reapers, I mean uh, the Anti-Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-Spiral are so hacks. Yeah, no, seriously, they are kind of like the Reapers in that regard. I see a lot of parallels in the second uh, half of Gurren Lagann uh, between uh, Gurren Lagann and Mass Effect. When you think about it. I'm sure this is not uh, dawning on Darrell and I because Darrell doesn't play video games and I haven't played Mass Effect. <laughs> oh, shame. <laughs> well, the thing is, I saw the little Mass Effect movie, though. Uh, and oh, that's right. Paragon Lost, yeah. You did see that. Of course. Yes, yes, shame on me for not playing Mass Effect, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't hop into that generation of consoles until very late. At so, this point, I'm still playing a... Borderlands 2, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Borderlands 2, or Spot the Funimation voice actor. Oh, yes, it's very fun. <laughs> By the way, get the morning... Did you get the uh, guilt gun, the Morningstar sniper rifle? Oh, I think so. The one that's always uh, chewing you out for reloading? <laughs> I don't have that one. Oh, no, Monica Rial is... Monica is the guilt gun, and she's hilarious. <laughs> the guilt gun. <laughs> Yeah, but it, the uh, actual name of it is like it's a sniper rifle. It's a Hyperion sniper rifle. It's the uh, Morning Star something or other. But hmm. it's really freaking hilarious. Yeah, they got a few weapons to talk to you in that. I don't need a rifle to talk back to me. I am the master. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I believe my M16 did talk to me back in the day. Speaking of uh, snipers. We should talk about the character arc of Yoko. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, I, she starts out thinking, these guys are a bunch of idiots who are going to get us all killed. But she comes to realize that they have a unique strength. And, uh, doggone it, Yoko, quit kissing people. They always die. <laughs> like death flags galore. I feel like I could do everything to Yoko. Just don't kiss me and I'll live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nope. No kissing. <laughs> Don't touch the lips. Don't. No. That Always. is like the kiss of death. Yeah, yeah exactly. legit kiss of death. Totally. Totally a kiss of death. <laughs> and then she decides to go be a teacher. Eh. Well, hey. Then we can all be hot for teacher, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> Please, teacher. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you can tell she always kind of didn't like Nia... And then when Nia uh, activates an anti-spiral and, and becomes a s evil, though not of her own free will, then Yoko's like, yeah, I never liked you. <laughs> I knew all along. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you women are like the friggin' uh, Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just don't say shit, and then when some shit pops off, y'all let it all out. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that that Simone and, and Yoko never really developed more of a romantic relationship post Kamina. But well, he had a crush on him again, but then you know he went into this little friggin' emo depression mode because she was and making then out Mia with Kamina. Came along. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Distraction. Kitan. <laughs> oh, Kitan. <laughs> you got a kiss, but you never got the. Uh, nope. <laughs> He's all freaking out when she talks about her kids. He's like, K- kids? <laughs> like, relax, dude. They're, they're students. She, she didn't have babies. Maybe. I think. Yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> it's like, just wondering, did he really die a virgin, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. But man, he went out like a boss. Boss. Seriously, he did. I was like, this is what you do for your comrades. Mm-hmm. You just go out there and you sacrifice And I all. have to say, I feel like Gurren Lagan overuses death. Just, mm-hmm. a, just a bit. So, as we discover, the, uh, the anti-spiral have been activated and they are going to destroy the Earth because one million... Naked apes have uh, appeared. That on are the not Saiyans. <laughs> and they're not. They're not Saiyans. Just Simon. Uh, so so Simon goes out to defeat one of these things, and once again he's made a critical error, and ends up destroying part of the city because these hacks anti-spiral things uh, explode mm-hmm. when you attack them. If you mm-hmm. actually manage to hurt them, they explode. Totally hacks. <laughs> but Rossi was all like, you went off half-cocked, and this is all your fault, and the people want blood. And it's, it's like, what the heck, man? How was he supposed to know? All blaming, <laughs> blaming the leader, because he's the leader. Well, that's how it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not that Simone really wanted to be the leader. <laughs> you could tell. That he wasn't. No, he, he wasn't into the whole being supreme commander thing. No, that was more of a Rossio thing because he's yeah. such a fucking bureaucratic dick at times. Yeah, you know, for as much as Rossio, and this is interesting, for as much as Rossio seems to hate the ideals of the the land he came from, he does seem to pass those along. I noticed that too. And even Simone does at the very end there. What he said, why don't, could you maybe bring them, bring all the people that died back? And Simone's like, no, they'll get in the way of the next generation. That's a nicer way of putting it, but it's kind of still the same thing. And that rubs me wrong a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you're not really at maximum capacity here. I, if, if there was a food shortage or something, yeah, maybe, but... It'd be bad to entirely cheapen death, but it, it kind of sucks that, that some of those folks that died towards the end there, just, they're dead. Yeah, they're gone. And they didn't well, even you know, get that much screen time, to be honest. Well, you know, it was just like, well, we can't play God now all of a sudden. You know, just lay the dead, stay dead. That's true. So they go up into space, and Simone has been penalized for his mistakes. 
but he gets log on back because it doesn't take that long for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, they go up into space, and he goes up there with Gurren Lagan, and they defeat the moon, which gives them an idea of where to go to in order to save Nia, because Nia has been taken over by the anti-spiral as the messenger to humans and everyone else on Earth. But Simon's very determined to get her back because he believes that Nia's still in there. And she is. So it's it's not a fruitless effort. And they go off into space further on, piling that crazy ship into space, and you got that scene. Because remember at the very beginning of the show, where you had a guy kind of in the shadows, and he's like, Guru Lagan, spin on! And we're finally back to that point. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel is at least a little bit of an homage to uh, Harlock. Yep. Space Captain Simone. <laughs> <laughs> Irresponsible Space Looking, Captain Simone. <laughs> Looking more and more like uh, Kamina every day. Yes, yeah, he no. does look more and more like Kamina. Especially the Right down to the man. sunglasses. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, Kamina didn't like wearing shirts. Just rock that cape, sunglasses, yeah. bare chest. And then when he had that tank top on, I was like, you looking like Gene Starwin, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amusing because uh, Gimme, Gimme's Jim. Jim from, uh, I think actually Gene might be in there somewhere as some character. The English voice anyway. But I digress. So they go off into space and they get attacked by the anti-spiral, who once again is totally hacks. They're just doing crazy oh, yeah. things. Big battles happen, crazy space battles. It gets more and more insane as it goes on. And then eventually they enter what is like a sea in space that is draining their spiral energy. And they all have these interesting dreams. <laughs> they like, were in the Nexus. Yeah. All the, these pleasant visions which are intended to keep them from breaking out because once again, the anti-spiral is a lazy bum and doesn't want to actually con <laughs> confront these people. He just wants to shoo them away. And if it means putting them into eternal mind slumber, then so be it. <laughs> and Buta is powered up with enough spiral energy to gain a human like beast man form. <laughs> <laughs> briefly that's weird there's all kinds of weird stuff that happens with the spiral energy towards the end of this show and uh, throughout the show of, to be honest well the thing was when you look at it, it was kind of based on like quantum physics on the quantum mechanics because some of the things that it was breaking them basically breaking the laws of physics mm -hmm. and when you get into this kind of stuff you can start manipulating time and space and doing all the things that they were doing so i was like you know, if you're actually able to do that kind of stuff, which kind of goes into the field of physics, like when you talk about Stephen Hawking's and probably Dr. Kaku Michio, you know, you really talk about physics of the impossible all the time. And some of the things that you can actually do if you were able to, like, manipulate time and space or, you know, just uh, basically rewrite the laws of physics. You know, it's actually possible to do those things. Like they say, anything is improbable, but not impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, my bad. Geek mode. And Gurren Lagann <laughs> lives on those rules of improbable but not impossible. There Kick logic go. out and do the impossible. Damn right. Oh, yeah. 
the visions were interesting. Uh, Yoko has a vision of uh, being with Kitan and uh, getting married. And uh, Viral has a uh, has a vision involving a family, and that's nice. Some yeah, folks like... were uh, admittedly attracted to his uh, beast wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, his beast life was hot, man. <laughs> and obviously, Darrell was one of them. <laughs> Guilty! And of course, Simo, he has the most interesting vision. Because first, he has a vision where he and Kamina are living the lives of scumbags. And Kamina is <laughs> trying to get him to do some shady, shady stuff. But Simo realizes, you're not the real Kamina. I need to stop listening to you. And he breaks out of that vision, and he has another vision, this time with the real Kamina. And they share a nice moment. And <laughs> Kamina's like, why don't you I get just, taller than me? <laughs> why do I get the feeling that um, Kamina and Simone as robbers would have made a wonderful spin-off series, kind of like Lupin the Third meets Gurren Lagan? Yes. That would <laughs> no, be I... interesting. That would have been freaking fantastic. <laughs> Yoko is Fujiko. <laughs> Same actress. Yeah. <laughs> She's got the boobs for it. Yeah, she does. But who's going to be... Would... Is Lord Janome going to be jigging? Yeah. He's he the one that's been. got the got the, the beard. beard for it. <laughs> Seriously, though. I would have loved to see what Lyra and um, Vision would have been, dude. <laughs> uh, ha, 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 ha. It's raining men. And may I say... Liron. Liron, man, years into the future, still looking like Liron. Exactly. Everybody looking <laughs> old and just broke down, but Liron is just like, I'm flawless, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after He's that... Steve Bloom, that's why. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Similar to Crispin Freeman. Uh, Crispin Freeman doesn't play those characters. Those characters play Crispin Freeman. Same thing with Steve Bloom. So they break out of the visions, and they have the craziest giant robot fight in space. Where they are throwing galaxies as shuriken. Mm-hmm. Yep, Naruto reference. That was awesome. Masengan galaxy. Getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> the total reverse is, is weird. And they're all fully configured with the spiral energy. And at one point, Lord Genome makes a noble sacrifice in order to cause a quantum breakdown and pull even more spiral energy out in order to defeat the anti-spiral. It's all the clash of ideals. The anti-spiral feels that humanity is challenging. His order is arrogant beyond words. And he just want to swat them like a fly, but he can't because they're getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, because they were evolving at every second. Yes. Evolving and turning like a drill. (laughs) <laughs> That's a symbolism in this show. Yes. DNA deoxyribonucleic acid. That's what mm-hmm. spiral energy is, baby. And you could actually kind of see like them as being little sperm cells, man, trying to impregnate the universe there. <laughs> and they were trying to get to the anti-spiral friggin' homeworld, which is actually the contraceptive that's blocking the evolution. I guess you could say what it Box? is. Uh, Hey, 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 I'm on a roll with this, man. Hey, symbolism <laughs> and making these kind of these kind of lewd remarks. Hey, what can I say? Yeah. What's that thing you women have, um, Jen? Um, the little contraceptive y'all use? 
Uh, damn, I can't remember. Diaphragm. That's it, a diaphragm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the iron of spiral were. Because <laughs> if you looked at that home where that diaphragm was on his head. <laughs> yeah. A little more. It amuses me in the anti spirals voiced by Dave Mello, who is the announcer of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I gotta stop this fight a sec. Next time on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> hey, by the way, Simon looked with those glasses on. He looked like a damn Power Ranger. Uh huh, yeah. The Zeo Ranger. The Zeo Ranger, exactly. <laughs> it, is, it is very Zeo Ranger. It is very Zeo Ranger. <laughs> the star glasses. It's like, you could, couldn't just have Kamina like glasses. No, yeah, it's star glasses. <laughs> Interesting fashion choices towards the end of Gurren Lagann. <laughs> Don't get a massive wardrobe change towards the very end. Mm. I know, that was like the most clothes Yoko had when she was fighting. I know, wasn't that? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but it had, it, had, it had a window for her booty. <laughs> and boobs, man. I was like, just anatomically correct, hugging the body. Wants to touch the hiney. <laughs> Post time skip Yoko. Best Yoko. Yes. <laughs> or at least Yoko that doesn't make you feel like a dirty old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they finally finish off the anti-spiral massive final attack. And the anti-spiral's like, you know, don't, don't F it up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, humanity's not that stupid. And I question that. Yeah, I know. And apparently, this guy's been suppressing all the other spiral races across the universe. So suddenly, there's other. It's like, of course, humanity's the one to rise up and defeat the great evil. Because this show's all about the spirit of humanity so, and sexual energy. It, yes. Yeah. And drills. Lots, lots of drills. Yeah. And boobs. But you, you just can't not feel good after that yeah. final battle of Gurren Lagann. It's like, yeah, humanity! It's like, yeah, one time for the apes. <laughs> that are not saying. such great vigor. Because this, <laughs> this show is hot-blooded to the max. Yes, it is. It makes you feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The weight of the universe. <laughs> I just can't well, get over how crazy that final battle is. It is just insane. And sadly, the movies are not dubbed, so you'll probably never see them on Toonami, but the way they kind of modify the final battle there is Seabone becomes partially a drill and yeah. fights the anti-spiro mono e mono or mono e drillo in that case. Yeah. <laughs> so could you just actually say Simone drill that ass? Uh, yeah, yeah, he sure did. <laughs> Either way, he did. Either way, he did. <laughs> it's really funny. When, uh... <laughs> you heard of a, 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 a babushka doll? Or, like, a, a seating doll? What are those? That's what Gar Lagan is at the end there. It was like, whoop, 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 and a very tiny guy inside. <laughs> <laughs> All the way down to the Logon. Logon impact! <sighs> so satisfying. Yes. Such a satisfying a final battle. Need a cigarette afterwards. Mm -hmm. Great and then they flash forward a little bit. They're back on Earth. 
Simone and Nia get yeah. married finally because he proposed to her seconds. right before she turned into the anti-spiral messenger. Yeah, and that is so painfully brief. Yeah. Mm. I I I really hate that. I wish Nia continued to exist beyond that. I suppose she couldn't have because she was part of anti-spiral, but she had a physical body before. So I kind of call BS on that. I know. I Don like, I East really... likes to pretend this part doesn't exist. Sorry, Don East. It actually does exist. I just hope that Simone tapped that before he got married, though. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, come on, dude. Hey, he probably got it in at least one time because he knew it was going to happen. Because he said he knew. So I'm pretty sure they at least got it in behind the scenes, dude. <laughs> At one point or another. But it's like, this This is just <laughs> devastating to me. This This would be like, at the end of G Gundam, when they save Rain, if Rain just disappears five minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> or if, like, Mario saves the princess, and then the princess disappears. Oh, yeah, she did that seven times. <laughs> <laughs> or more. <laughs> same, same kind of deal. It's like... Man, the third time it's not that I... it was for nothing, but at the same time, it's like, ah, that kind of sucks for Simone. <laughs> I mean, it really sucks for Simone. And then he's all like, you know what? Y'all deal with this. I'm out. And I don't know how I feel about that. He's granted, he lost Nia, and he doesn't really have really strong connection with anybody else there. They're friends, but they're not like soulmates. And again, she... He, he's not getting with Yoko, so he just leaves. And it'd be interesting to see exactly where he went all those years. But I think he probably just became a wanderer. Yeah, he became a wanderer, clearly. He uh, he evolved into Kamina, and then he evolved into a hermit. Yes. <laughs> it, yeah, the drill hermit. Voiced by Tony Oliver. <laughs> hey, Tony Oliver's been at it for a while. Yeah, exactly. I love this show, but the ending is just a little too bittersweet for my liking. The The big bad's taken down, and you kind of wonder how society proceeds after that. You get a little glimpse at it, but it's just like... I guess you have to wrap your brain around the thought that Simone's happiness was not the end goal. No. The end goal was just a reestablished spiral dominance within the universe. Well, the here's my thing is that the the primary fault with um, the anti spiral can actually be attributed can actually be found in a ghost in the shell quote. Your ability, your desire to remain what you are, is what limits you. Mm. Good point. Damn, that was a deep reference too. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, if it, it's kind of like the anti spirals quit on life, and therefore, you know, it's well. Yeah, they are kind of the emo bitches of the entire series. They just <laughs> wanted to keep it status quo. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing must change. Nothing can change. Everything must stay the same. Yeah, anti-spirals are such whiners. Especially yeah. at the end there. He is such a whiner. Oh, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be referring to it as a he. It's a it's a thing. <laughs> An it. An it. It's neutered. It's an it. <laughs> it must not be getting any, that's for sure. 
Yeah, I'm not, seriously, man, you're repressed. Like, well, man, you need to get laid. <laughs> dude, that would be the nut hurt around the fucking universe. See, most are like, dude, dude, you're cock blocking me right now. <laughs> yeah. I know they were like the cock blockers of the universe, man. It's like, oh, no, bro, cock blocking humanity. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, babe, eventually we gonna drill. Such and they did. They did drill beyond the heavens. Yes. His drill is the drill that creates the heavens. Exactly. <laughs> More euphemisms. <laughs> <laughs> Double entendres. Gynax and their sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gynax. And their cross explosions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a few of those yeah, there, gonna... too. <laughs> I was going to make a Evangelion reference, but I went, nah, too easy. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and read those talkbacks I mentioned earlier. Cody GGPR writes in, Check you later, Gurren Lagan. Easily one of the top five shows from the comeback run of Tsunami. Mm-hmm. It's yes. definitely one of mine. Didn't I say it was number yeah. three? I think I said it was number three or number two. I don't even remember my own list. How sad is that? Yeah. <laughs> one Piece was number one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was well, number three, because Magus is number two. Well, it's easy to go and check the archives. Exactly. <laughs> SoundCloud.com slash podcast. Plug! Yep. Allison writes in, Gurren Lagan's ending was colorful and intense. Too bad Simone couldn't make babies with Nia. Maybe he'll do it with Yoko. Eh. <laughs> Wrong. No spiral pirate. He'll die. He's gonna die. He gonna... <laughs> He's going to die with no one. Exactly. It's, it's kind of sad. Benjamin no, Padon like writes in, That was a great second viewing of Gurren Lagan for me. It was so awesome with my Sling TV stream started to pixelate. Yay. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of action in there. Like, I was even getting a little bit of macro blocking during my... Uh, uh, back uh, in my house, but at the same time, we have Time Warner cables, so I'd like to think macro blocking is par for the course. Huh. <laughs> that's an anti-plug <laughs> google fiber please come into my neighborhood soon like sooner rather than later please we hate you i think this is very poignant demigod one writes in i guess that's a true hero content with fading into obscurity when the job is done and wandering the world you built hashtag simone yeah that's actually really deep it's like hey you know, there's also a certain kind of smug satisfaction, maybe not smugness, but definitely satisfaction you can get when you look around and it's like, yeah, I fucking did this. You all fucking owe me, but I'm not going to ask for it because I'm awesome. Yeah, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just going to be epic hobo. <laughs> Full Metal Shield writes in, Gurren Lagan is easily a top 10 show on Tsunami. The ending was bittersweet, but overall 9 out of 10. Couldn't agree more. Agreed. And Andy Yoho writes in, Gurren Lagann's debut on Toonami was long overdue, but better late than never. Hopefully it makes a return in the future. Spouting, who the hell do you think we, we are, are the whole way? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, it was definitely late in the game for Gurren Lagann, and I think it would have done better if they had played it sooner, but it was great to see it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, as I'm, it is yeah, one of my favorite anime ever, I was very 
glad to see it come to Toonami. And it's, uh, it's a shame to see it go. If if they still had the back half, this is a show that I would have liked to see rerun. But, well, they had probably a good not going to play again. <laughs> it did have a good run. And it introduced mm-hmm. a lot of new fans to it. So, hey, who knows what will happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Season three of Black Lagoon. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I wish. Well, I imagine we have already run long, so even though I know that we have some listener mail, uh, not necessarily Gurren Lagan related, but I'm sure that we do have some listener mail, and we are not going to read it. So, save that for <laughs> next time. Yeah. And there was listener mail that was read last week, but Paul ended up reading listener mail that we read on the show about a month ago. Nice going, Paul. Nice. Hey, fuck it up. <laughs> but apparently none of you guys realized either. Yeah. No. Nope. I was more into my alcohol than the yeah, baby politics yeah. like that. <laughs> we did the basically drinking game. I think that's uh, what distracted us. Yeah, that's the thing right there now. <laughs> basically, but that you... is what happened. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> but as you can see tonight, no Paul, no basically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So this is generally what I like to prefer to do as far as discussing other shows that air on Toonami. Just occasionally have a discussion about a particular show. It it usually makes sense on the, the week that it ends. Sometimes on the week that it starts. We don't we don't like to give away spoilers though. Yeah, exactly. So it made a lot of sense to do a discussion of Gurren Lagan this particular week. Uh, there's been some pressure for us to do more talkbacks and I'm not necessarily opposed to it, but at the same time, I don't know. And, uh, let me say flat out people disliking sword art online too is reason enough for me to want to do recaps. (laughs) 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 So if you come at me with messages like, Oh, no, Sword Art Online 2 is awful. Don't recap that. I mean, like, no. oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> but <laughs> Let's just I, I would just like some off. legitimate response about this before the next week. Uh, I don't feel like a whole lot happens in the first episode of Sword Art. Actually, a lot happens, but it's all pretty much talking. So I don't think it would really be worthwhile recapping just that episode. But if we get enough response, I may decide to recap it in some form. And you can always send in talkbacks for any of the other shows. That's why we have the uh, that's why we have the Combat. section where we talk about stuff that was also on Toonami. This exactly. week the, on the Tsunami. category. Yeah, the miscellaneous, the miscellaneous category. category. And listener mail yeah. too, if you have tirades, and I know some of you do. <laughs> Yes, I think I'm ignoring a uh, Sword Art Online 2 email as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) Ignoring, ignoring, ignoring. You did it so splendidly, though. Yeah. Very classy, sir. Very classy. But I could go either way on adding another talkback. I don't think people realize exactly how much work goes into doing those talkbacks. We could just read off of Wikipedia, but that's boring. So... 
I yeah, usually like to trust Wikipedia. come up. Yeah, <laughs> I like to come up with my own written recaps of these things, or just run it off the top of my head. Sometimes, well, that usually ends up in a lot of ahs, ums, and basicallys. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for Paul. Yeah, oh. but I also don't like to feel like I'm reading, just reading something, giving you a plot synopsis. But I, I realize that people like that kind of recapping of material but watch shows on toonami you don't need us to talk about them every week you enjoy your own experience but that said just send me some kind of response on twitter ask tumblr what have you email sketch at toonamifaithful.com and let me know if you really want sword art online 2 recaps because if we get enough response, I may do it. I'm not making any promises. Still deciding. Because I'd rather have just the occasional discussion of other shows that are on Toonami. I imagine it's time to give Naruto some love one of these days. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, we won't have Jim on that one. <laughs> yes, because I really don't want Jim to shank you. <laughs> because I really feel that one day Paul is going to get shanked. Coat check. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he was the guy that dubbed me Mr. Snips. I figure I might as well have a sense of fair play, so to speak. Please do. <laughs> I will even give you the shank, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, let's do a little housekeeping. You can email us at podcast at toonamifaithful.com. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Tumblr, facebook.com backslash Podcast. at Twitter at toonamipodcast, toonamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And you can listen to the episodes on podcast.toonamifaithful.com as well as soundcloud.com backslash Podcast. You can listen to us on the Stitcher app, on the SoundCloud app, still on the Podomatic app for now, and you can download the episodes on iTunes. Unfortunately, besides downloading directly from uh, on, if you're on a computer, if you have a mobile device, iTunes is pretty much the only way that you can download the episodes. And we're sorry about that, but... You can listen to them direct, but not download yeah. them. <laughs> and some people can't stream, apparently. That's that's a bummer. That's lame. Lame sauce. Yeah, you can actually stream right from podcast.tunamifaithful.com's pages now that we use SoundCloud, which you couldn't do with Podomatic. So that's a nice feature if you can actually, <laughs> actually use it. Please support us on Patreon. You can go to www.tunamifaithful.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Toonami Podcast to support our show. You, you can donate a dollar a month upwards to whatever. And even a dollar a month would be very helpful. As I mentioned Andy. earlier in the podcast, Andy. the Indiegogo is now over. And we will be acknowledging people once I get the list because I don't have access to that. <laughs> Wonderful communication going on at Tsunami Faithful Podcast. But rest assured, we will uh, thank everybody on this uh, Yes, on and you will endeavor. get your rewards. Your eternal rewards.
do. <laughs> and if you come on the podcast, I promise I will abuse you just as bad as anybody else. And that's a perk. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> that is. Exactly. exactly. If I don't abuse you or don't say anything to you, that means I really don't care that much for you. Yeah. Oh. That's the long. That's the long and the short of it. A lot of times, if people give you shit, it's because they like you. If they it's, don't like you, they won't even look your way. <laughs> yep. That is actually very true. Yeah. Seriously, I kind of abuse people that I'd like to acknowledge. People I don't really care that much about, and I kind of just go the other way. <laughs> With that, I believe we can get out of here. So, Woo-hoo! Jen, tell us where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Tarzana, and I also have an Ask FM, and that's at Tarzana as well. Excellent. And Mr. Durrell. Uh, well, y'all know y'all can find me at Ukami underscore Samurai 7 at Twitter.com. I also have an ask, which is ask.fm slash Ukami 75. And, you know, I know y'all not going to send me any emails, but you can do that at Durrell Maddox at TsunamiFaithful.com. I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim. You can find me both on Xbox Live and on Twitter at ZeroAlucard27. I am also um, going to be streaming stuff via my PlayStation 4 on, uh, so keep on, um, you know, certain nights and stuff like that. Um, I need you guys to tweet at me to let you know what time is good because I'd like to set up you know, like a community game night and stuff like that. Um, I don't have much in the way of multiplayer games right now, but if you want to uh, spectate, riff, uh, give me shit, whatever, uh, then let me know what time's good for you, when you can watch, or if you're just going to have it on as background noise, because uh, I have stuff that I want to, sh- I'd like to show you guys. I have stuff I want to play. Bloodborne comes out on uh, Tuesday, the 24th. And so, um, yeah, I'd like to show you guys that, and hopefully, uh, you know, we have some uh, good times and all that. I've already streamed uh, The Order 1886, and I've also streamed a good portion of the Final Fantasy 15 demo. Uh, I'm also going to stream Final Fantasy Type-0 at some point as well. But I need to know when you guys are available so I can stream and get as many viewers as possible. All at once. Hmm. I'll be there. Yeah, no matter what day it is. <laughs> hey, you know, I like to come in and just talk shit. While you oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't play games, but you can sit there. You can talk shit all you want, Darrell. You've been to war. Me, I've been cowering in a corner at home. So, <laughs> in, my brain, in my mind, you can talk all the shit you want. <laughs> Sir, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I have been rather busy uh, guesting on other podcasts lately. So I want to take a moment to mention those. Uh, most recently, I was on the Anime Nostalgia podcast for their Toonami episode, along with the host, Usumimi, and the other guest, Minofsky Article. Pretty cool guy, oh. has his own podcast. Uh, I thought it was really great, waxing nostalgic on Toonami. Uh I was I didn't talk a whole super lot, honestly. I just kind of hang back and let them control the conversation and uh, popped in when I when I felt like it was a good time to do so. So it was pre tsunami faithful podcast host sketch. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Sounds about like you go back to my first episode, uh, you know, uh, that I was on when we had. Uh, I was so shy. Uh, yeah, exactly. You weren't on too much. And then all of a sudden you're host. 
Yeah, I got promoted fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's an episode title about that. But yeah, it was great. It was mostly <laughs> focused on, uh, of course, the older shows on Toonami because it is a anime nostalgia podcast. But we, we touch on some of the newer stuff and it's, it's good. It's good. I really enjoyed my time on there. I hope to be back on again sometime. And you can check that out at animenostalgia.blogspot.com. And you can also look it up on iTunes. So please do that. And I don't know when this is going to be posted, but TFG1 Mike over at the Tooncast Beyond for the Geekcast Radio Network decided to have me on to discuss Johnny Test. <laughs> Johnny testing my patience. Yeah, usually I'm the positive one when he has me on, and he's like, oh, this cartoon sucks. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's a good cartoon. Quite the opposite this time. Yeah, I know about your love of Johnny Test. Uh, I ripped Johnny Test a new one. <laughs> Wait a minute, but you know, I'm kind of mad, Sketch. Why are you cheating on us with other podcasts? Well... <sighs> I thought you loved the sketch. I am. Uh, Explain yourself, sketch. I thought you loved us. Well, what can I say? I'm a whore. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm a whore. The only reason I was on that Johnny Test one was because I was the only one who was a big enough whore to get on there. <laughs> Go to the whore corner right now. Yes, Mr. Drew <laughs> So I don't know when that'll be up, but uh, hopefully soon. And uh, we'll be covering better cartoons in the future. He's supposed to have me on the Gargoyles episode soon. So, oh, oh cool. And I've been on previous episodes for Spectacular Spider-Man, which I gush about that show. Yeah. And uh, Green Lantern oh, animated uh, series, Young Justice, uh, Batman since, the Brave and the Bold. Been... He didn't like Batman the Brave and the Bold very much. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? The show's amazing. <laughs> well, here's uh, actually, here's something. Um, since we know you like gargoyles, um, I'm sure you've heard by now that Keith David yes. Uh, yes. is yeah, going to be at Momocon. Both Keith David and Greg Wiseman will be at Momocon. Mm -hmm. And I would very much like to meet both of them. Dude, mm -hmm. I am so trying to get into that one right there. I just want to <laughs> shake his hand. Goliath! Spawn! <laughs> oh, Keith David in that six. Sergeant from six Delta Farce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he had that recent Fox show. What was yeah. that called? I don't know. He's on Community now. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you can find me at Sketch1984 on Twitter, sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash sketch1984, and you can send your suggestions and commentary for the podcast to sketch at tunamifaithful.com. And with that, we are out of here. Deuces! Kisses! Just who the hell do you think we are? Okay, me not a little song for you. Love a piece of my song. Don't, 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 don't,